You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That was a... Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? What's up? What do you want to say? Was, Go ahead. I was going to say... You, you, want, you want to talk? Go I was going to say, that was a pretty sick intro. I was like, in awe. I was, it was pretty was cool, mesmerized. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great, man. It's pretty great. Miller Thomas making his debut on the old YouTube. His YouTube channel not up yet. So I'm I'm getting in there. I'm kind of a front runner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting in there before the Pioneer. wave of locked on Diamondbacks starts hitting. I'm a exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm joining the bandwagon. I was an initial investor, Ooh. dare I say, in the locked on Diamondbacks like experience on YouTube. That should be coming up soon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, for today's episode, guys, it is. Tuesday, I don't know exactly yeah. which day this is dropping on, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, whichever day it is, yes, there you go. Sorry, I'll record my own thing afterwards for audio listeners and whatnot. But for YouTube listeners, whatever day it is, shouts to you. Most likely Tuesday for me, uh, Miller, it's going to be on this uh, this Friday. We're recording on a Thursday, Thursday, September 23rd. Uh, a bunch of stuff just happened. But before we get into all that, because Miller, believe it or not, is the one that started this whole thing. I just want to mention really quickly... This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me uh, on Saturdays, usually, uh, whenever you're listening to this. Usually I do a, a green room live on Saturdays for the Padres game, the Eastern time of whenever it starts. Uh, there's probably only a couple more moments for that, at least mm-hmm. for the regular season. So tune into that. And Miller, when do people uh, can oh, check out you? Sundays, on usually after the D-backs lose. That's, that's my prime time, right around 4 o'clock. That's the prime time for <laughs> D-backs green room. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So be sure to do that, guys. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Follow both of us on there. But believe it or not, I am not technically the host today. I mentioned this at the beginning. Millard is actually the one who invited me on to talk stuff. He said he has a Mm -hmm. lot of questions for me. So I'm ready to just shoot it, to be perfectly honest with you. Both of our teams are kind of out of it in their own respective ways, but I'm ready for it. It's always a good time talking to you, even if we devolve into Ratchet and Clank and anime stuff. I always have a lot of The confidence. What do you mean you're already out of it? You still got a a week and a half left. There's like 10, 11 games. How far are you guys back? I believe they're at a 0.8% chance to make the playoffs. Really? (laughs) Oh, I'm actually looking... According to baseball oh, reference, Avi, I'm looking at the wild card standings right now. I actually didn't even realize you guys were six games back. I thought you guys were only like, I thought <laughs> you guys were only two games back. That's why I want to talk. I was like, oh, you guys are still right in the mix. I was like, oh. oh, that's the funniest part about the Padres is most people they know it's not going well. <laughs> they don't know how bad it's going. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're on like you know DefCon two, right? It's like, no, 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 we're on DefCon seven. Like, that's how bad it's been for the last basically month, two months of Padres baseball. It's been uh, pretty, pretty miserable. I'm trying to check right now what exactly their chances are as of Thursday, but I can't seem to yeah, find that, it. That's pretty disgusting. Um, I know the Cardinals were down. Yeah, it says zero. It says zero point one percent chance. Yeah, they're not, so they're not saying making, there's they're a chance, making. as the old cliche is. Yeah, I, that's kind of <laughs> how I want to start off the show, Javi, because, of course, I mean, I'm sure you've regurgitated the points a million times on your podcast but over here on Locked on Diamondbacks. We just know our own misery. So we want to share. We want to we want this to be a bonding experience of misery, Javi. And I want to know, just, just let me know, <laughs> Javi, what's gone on in the second half? Because you guys, I have your record here in the first half. You guys were 53 and 40 in the first half, but 23 and 35 in the second half. Like, what the hell has been going on? 
look, man, it's been so, 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 so much, right? Like this is a team that was expected to be a World Series kind of contender, right? A championship contender, at least in the top Mm -hmm. five or six. And they kind of, while they did flop around a little bit in the first half, they we realized kind of quickly that, all right, this team isn't going to break the records, right? This isn't going to be the 2001 Mariners, which is fine. I don't think that that was something that necessarily was a problem. You know, losing to some subpar teams, including your your team, the Diamondbacks. And then the second half happened. And basically, it's literally ever since the Max Scherzer oh. no trade. Um from Mr. Ken Rosenthal that was first reported that didn't happen. Basically every single development related to the Padres has been bad with the exception of maybe Blake Snell, who had an incredible August and seems like he was just totally back. Then I started talking with some friends of mine, other people on the network about how great he's been. And then he gets hurt promptly and goes on the IL. So I do blame myself for that for sure. But in terms of the rest of the team, I mean, it's bad, dude. The, even Tatis, you had the Tatis and Machado incident. I imagine that you might have a mm. question about. I, knowing you, you're ready to mm, mm, you're ready to bring that up. But uh, that that thing happens. You know, they get swept by the Cardinals after winning two out of three against the Astros uh, in terms of just recent things. And it stinks because it's like you guys were slowly maybe had a chance. If you get a series win here, you're right back in the postseason. It's going to be tough, but at least you're right back into it. And now it's like you would basically have to win out completely and the Cardinals would have to lose every game. But considering they won 11 in a row, uh, it's probably not happening. And there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of stuff that's going to change in the offseason. I would put a lot of money on that for sure. Yeah, I mean, when you have the expectations the Padres had coming into the season and the collapse that they've had in the second half, I mean – when you when you were coming off the first half, I'm sure you were happy, you were giddy, you were like, look at the Padres are right here in the mix. We're looking like a World mm-hmm. Series contender. I mean, how far off mm-hmm. was this second half collapse from your mind? Like, did did this thought of being I, I just looked up the record. The Padres have one more win than the D backs in the second half. Like that's how that's how bad it's been for your team. Yeah. That's that's like, a great did that mm-hmm. thought of an utter collapse ever cross your mind after the first half? I would say that (laughs) it's a good question, man. I think that the biggest problem is I expected, like, like I said, that you, you realize kind of early on that this isn't like a world series winning team or not world series winning team, but a world breaking team. They're not going to break any records necessarily. They're just going to be very good because they have a lot of depth and stuff. But one thing that really stood out is they, unlike say teams like, you know, Tampa teams, like some of the other great teams in the league, they don't have, as many just okay players and decent, not going to necessarily win you eight games. They're not going to have wars of, you know, uh, 6.5 or whatever, like Tatis, but they're not going to actively ruin your team. The Padres have a ton of those guys, whether it be Eric Hosmer, who look, I'm telling you, you want to just do well on Padres, Mm -hmm. Billard. You want to get some retweets. Just make fun of Eric Hosmer really quickly. I promise you it'll get you some likes for people. I'll give you the old retweet. People love slandering him. And then you look at guys like, you know, Hassan Kim, who is a little bit of a fan favorite, sure, but he can't hit at all. And literally when you watch him, he's a guy that even on outside pitches, he always seems to be like trying to pull it. Extreme pull hitter. I think he's around like 49, 50% or something like that on the air, which isn't good. And you can see it. You literally can see that he doesn't look ready, but it's not like they can necessarily send him down with the current contract that he has. Um, literally, like it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Then you've got Will Myers, who is just okay at best. But extremely overpaid, not a great player. Thankfully, he comes off the books uh, at the end of next season. But you have that, and then you have 
you have the pitching, you Darvish, <laughs> since the, the sticky stuff breakdown, on top of maybe there are maybe potentially some injury stuff with him, which is the only saving grace to maybe not totally slander him and say that he's just a total sticky stuff abuser and all that stuff. Maybe. I don't really know. But he had a total collapse in the second half. Ryan Weathers, when he was a starter, rookie of the year guy, basically, or at least in not the rookie of the year, but like he was in that like top slate of rookies for the first half of the season. His ERA bloated to like 5.8 or something crazy like that. And he became unplayable. So the point where they have to bring up and call and sign random guys like Aaron Nola and Vince Velasquez, or not Aaron Nola, uh, Jake Arrieta and Vince Velasquez, uh, two, two guys that are just bums. <laughs> let me tell you when it comes to pitching Aaron Nola, almost killing my fantasy team today. Thank God my opponent. I'm in the championship by the way, for my me fantasy too, baseball sir. league. I'm hype. And, I know you're a betting man. Uh, it is for money. There so we go. There we that. go. But, um, yeah. Look, it's it's been really, really disastrous. I would say aside from some obvious stuff like Tatis, Machado hasn't had a world-breaking season. Just a very, very good one. You know what I mean? Like maybe a four-war player around that line. Still plays a good glove. Plays in every game. You know what you're going to get from him. Tatis, MVP candidate. Probably not going to get it. He's been good. But then Joe Musgrove and then Blake Snell's one month. Uh, the second half of the Padres has been disastrous, yeah. man. Absolutely yeah, I don't disastrous. Think you can understate that because I'm pulling up the game logs for some of your players in the second half. I mean, your outfield basically went in the gutter in the second half of the season. I mean, they yep. have Grisham batting 198, 596 OPS, FAM 201, 675 OPS. Will Myers is your best outfielder, 252, 787. I thought it was funny. You were like, oh, his, his contract comes off the books next year. At the beginning of the year, you've been like, Let, let's re-sign this guy, five-year deal. Now it's like I'm yeah. looking ahead. When does his contract end? When can we get him off the books? It sounds like you've had mm-hmm. a little 180 on Will Myers over there. It sounds like uh, he might. <laughs> All right, look, I still love Will Myers. Let me be clear. I've never liked Hosmer, okay, and I think right. one of the reasons I've never liked Hosmer is because Haas, it's like, all right, guys, it's like Myers has at least some meme ability to him. You've seen my picture on Green Room, the one where he's like mm-hmm. this. Like just randomly staring. He's got some funny memes. He has that great one of him at the Taco Bell. He has the insane moment when he was mocking Andy Green live on Twitch, which like blew up and all that stuff. And he's got like a laid back personality. He's fun. I like the bat flips. I, I like him. He's not a he's not yeah. awful. He's not actively killing the team. Uh let's like let, let me just say that. He's definitely not great, but he's he hasn't been that bad this year. It's some of the advanced stats are bad because of his, you know, hard hit rate and all that stuff and the barrel percentage. But in terms of just him as a player. Pretty decent. Um, I've never just I've just never understood how like people watch Eric Hosmer aside from his playing ability and are like, oh yeah, that's my guy. I'm like, <laughs> he's kind of boring. Like, and not to be mean, he's just your average kind of Joe. You know what I mean? He doesn't say anything crazy, doesn't do anything crazy. He's just kind of there. Like he'll have a moment maybe in the playoffs back with the Royals. But otherwise, I've never really understand why some Padres fans pre uh 2021 this season were like, nah, man, you still gotta believe in Haas. It's like, I mean, I still believe in him, but why are you so fervently like attached to him? Like they're so ready to pounce on you almost beforehand. At least that was some uh areas of Padres Twitter uh maybe a year or so ago. But you know, it's it's been a little rough, man. I think that with the with all that said, you still gotta hope that they, I guess, improve in the future, right? Maybe they feel like he kind of got the train rolling for the Padres because wasn't he like the first major offseason signing like they probably had in a while prior to Machado coming over? Yeah, pretty much, right? Like they basically have 
that's the only saving grace is you could argue that they were just trying to show we are a market now. We're not going to do what Cleveland does. We're not going to do what apparently the Nationals do, right? We're actually going to like spend a whole lot of money, right? And we're going to actually start this. Maybe that leads to Machado, but that's still being a that's still a very generous way to view it. It's still one of the worst contracts in yeah. baseball. Because um, even at the time, it was like, whoa, like, are we sure we're even going to get one pretty great year worth that money at best you get one and you'll get like a decent year not like an incredible you know world beating year like um like machado because machado you know yeah he's gonna decline eventually probably it's very rare that players live up to that contract every single year of the deal right unless you're max scherzer apparently um but for for eric osmer it was just like oh my gosh and like i said Padres tour they love the slander they love making fun of the alleged um, clubhouse leadership and all that stuff. They really like just killing this guy, let me tell you. But um, Millard, let me talk to you about something really quickly because I can't think of a transition, but we're going to go <laughs> for it anyway. Slow. Look, look, look. Hosmer, he's he's a little bit of a slow mm-hmm. guy, right? Machado, he can be a little slow on the base paths, especially, even though it's not due to a lack of hustle, just um, aside from, you know, common mis- it's a misconception by a lot of people. But slow is just right if you're on vacation a sloth or describing QuickBooks, more like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automatic your, or I'm sorry, automate, your processes. It was wrong verbiage there. And close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint right ahead. And right now, guys, right now, Millard, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special 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 <laughs> financing at NetSuite.com slash locked on. Remember to go there, guys, for sure. And also, Miller, are you familiar with the the best protein bars in the galaxy? Yes, I, you familiar I got a with new them? Package yesterday. Ooh, oh, really? What package did you get? Cookie dough chunk. Cookie dough chunk, guys. If you, Delicious. Look, I, I mean, I've been screaming from the mountaintops for a while. We're talking about built bars, ladies and gentlemen. And like Miller had said, with the cookie, um, the cookie chunk one. What I love about them is such a great variety of flavors, whether it's the cookie one, whether it's strawberry, whether it's grasshopper cookie. There's a raspberry shortcake one that I love whenever it comes around. Uh, mint brownie, cherry barcia, German chocolate cookies, cream. They got all sorts of flavors. And I imagine given the fall, these these crazy folks at Built Bar, man, they're going to they're going to come up with like a pumpkin spice flavor. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. But uh most importantly, aside from the great taste and a great variety, uh, variety of flavors, they are healthy for you. They are protein bars after all. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I think I did okay there. Decent, not my best transition in the world. I tried to walk it back, you know what I mean? But I think I did okay. I don't know about you. I do have one question. Is it builtbar.com or is it built.com? 
That is a great question. Is it Built Bar or Built? Have I been – oh, no. Have I been getting it wrong the whole I time? Think, I mean, if you typed in <laughs> BuiltBar.com, I imagine yeah. you'd still find if you it, find, right? If you type it in Google, it should <laughs> pop up. But I think it's – Yeah, it is. It's built. It's Built.com. Yeah, I think funny. it used to be BuiltBar.com. Who knows? I've definitely said Built Bar. I mean, that's how long – I've been hyping these things up ever since they literally had a different URL. How about that? Um, but yeah, uh, dude, let's continue talking. What else? What else you got? Yeah, for me? You, you mentioned Hosmer. You mentioned how people like to slander him. My favorite Padre probably to slander right now on the podcast, because I think we've jacked him up the last two times. Oh, I saw him is you Darvish. And you mentioned oh, it. You mentioned it. You <laughs> brought it up. The sticky stuff, you know, his hands a little sticky when he pitches, but now he can't do that no more. And, We've seen the results. Mm-hmm. We've seen these second half results. So yeah. I, just like how far convinced are you that he might have been a product of the sticky stuff? Because there, it seems like there could be a correlation between the numbers. I don't know, Javi. I just can only tell you what the numbers in my eye test tells me. It's funny because what they say that it helps you out with mm-hmm. a lot is like kind of the, the RPMs, right? The revolutions or the mm-hmm. rotations, whichever fancy word you want to use per per minute. But like. Those numbers have kind of fluctuated yeah. a little bit, but not really in a way where it's like, you know, I remember when the the stuff first came down, right? They're like, oh, my God, look at all these pictures. It's minus 600 or whatever the heck, like clearly have an effect with you, Darvish. It went down, but not in a way that was like more conducive to being like, OK, this guy was like the biggest abuser of all time. So, yes, it might have had an impact, but I also think that he's been dealing with some injuries. He's been a little mm-hmm. bit in and out uh, in the second half with a couple of backs tightnesses. And most importantly is this. The guy's older. I think that's kind of a sneaky thing about you, Darvish, is that he's 34 now, 35 actually, as of August. And that might play into it. We've seen you and I, we've we've been following baseball for a long yeah. time. Guys just fall off, man. Like, unlike the NBA, unlike the NFL, unless it, it has something to do with an injury usually in the NFL, guys don't become, you know, Cy Young caliber in the case of you, Darvish, and then they're about as good as Merrickell. Merrickell. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, like, that just, yeah. A I know. straight I, bullet to Kelly. I, I got to. I know. <laughs> he caught one, <laughs> caught one, a straight bullet. But like, you know, a, a Merrill Kelly, a you know, just a, a bad pitcher. You know, a Jake Arrieta level of just you're just bad now, right? And that's what kind of happened to him in the second half. So I think it's a mixture of all those things. And also, in fairness, you Darvish, very good pitcher. I think that sometimes his bad seasons have gotten a little bit overrated by people. Where it's like, all right, it was an off season. Relax. I know he was bad in the World Series, but it's not like this guy became Jake Arrieta or anything like that. But I do think that this is true. He's been a little bit of a hard uh, starting pitcher to predict. Is it possible that the Cubs were like, he had one half great season with us back in 2019, and then he was good all of 2020. Let's sell now and maybe try and get something for him just because we think it's possible that he's going to have a fall off. And for the first half, it looked like we robbed them. And now it's like, uh, maybe about even at best. Yeah, I, I don't know what's been going on with you, Darvish. It's been an interesting development to watch. And just across the league, it's been an interesting development. I know Zach Gallen has been having a pretty down season. So I've been looking into the numbers. His RPM seemed like it's been the same amount on average has been the last couple of years. So for him, I think it's really just a bad season and injury. And don't you ever put Jake Arietta and Merrill Kelly in the same sentence again. That is straight disrespect. Kelly's been bad his past. <laughs> that was that was a little bad his last three games, but he was the D-backs best pitcher for about 80% of the season. No cap. He's been our ace probably this season. So no, I no. It was mean. That was mean. I should have said like I should have said some other guy like that. I forgot what is the some Smith oh, that's Caleb. on your team. I Caleb forgot his Smith? name. Oh. Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he should have got 
cut that's the tree bullet. Sign. But uh, yeah, that, that was a little disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole set. I'll, I'll endorse that one. That one, that one to Caleb Smith is definitely accurate. So uh, yeah, Darvish, he struggled this second half. Your outfield has struggled this second half. But the the numbers of Tatis and Machado have still been pretty great. I mean, they, they've still been putting up all-star level numbers, numbers mm. in the second half. So at least you can't say the blame has been on them. And you did mention earlier the little, little shouting match that they had in the dugout, but I don't really see that as a negative. You could give me your reaction to what you, what you saw, but I, I kind of like that. I mean, they're my two best players. They're obviously arguing and fighting, but this is a time of the season where my playoff chances are, you know, potentially 100% evaporated. You said they have like a 1% chance to make the postseason. Like, I want my two best players to bark in at each other this time of the year and try and get this team motivated and back on track because at least at least that shows that they care. Like, that's, that's what you want as a fan for the for the players to have as much investment in the team and the season as we do. So I, I'm not really upset or I, I don't have any slander for you for the Machado-Tatis incident because I actually thought it, it was probably a good look for the Padres. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been pretty okay in terms of that. I mean, look, with the Machado and Tatis thing, it was very much like, all right, this has happened. My my only thing is, look, it's not inconceivable that maybe the two are like, you know, a little bit butting heads right now and they're like mad at each other. Like that's possible, but also like I find it incredibly naive for people to act like with all the t- catastrophe that this team has had. You've seen me on Twitter reacting and and being very sad uh on Twitter just through the Twitter page or whatever. But like they've definitely had some clubhouse blowups. Not every it's just that this one Machado just lost it in the moment along with Tatis and they they couldn't bother waiting until the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't wait. Uh he just couldn't take this for much longer. I think Machado made some, you know, if, what it was about potentially, what it seems like it was about. Thought it was fine if there's anyone that's allowed to kind of, you know, voice their concerns and and really kind of get in the face of the star player it's it's Manny Machado and some people say oh that's really hypocritical of him he was this way back in the day it's like all right cool and back in the day I used to think it was smart to just not Mm -hmm. do my homework all right cool like we all evolve and whatnot you know what I'm saying so like I don't think that that's totally fair and by the way Machado has been pretty clean for a while now he hasn't really done anything like he's been a perfectly fine player uh but yeah I guess and maybe that's why maybe he's like look I don't want you to do kind of the same mistakes I did bottom line I'm not in the clubhouse so I think everyone should relax but it's a great microcosm for the second half yeah i don't have a big issue with my two best players yelling at each other and again it's baseball it's not like basketball where team chemistry plays a huge factor like these guys Mm -hmm. could never Mm -hmm. see each other and both still be all-stars at their respective positions like they don't have to be the best of friends maybe if they were i guess tatis is still is he still playing shortstop or have they put him more in the outfield recently they they put him in the outfield every now and then, like just for lineup purposes. Maybe they want to get a an at bat from Kim in the infield or what have you. Maybe Hosmer has a day off. It depends how the lineup goes, but they've been moving him more back to shortstop, and he's been fine there, really. To be honest with you, I think part of it is I don't want to relitigate the defense uh, discourse and Fernando Tat. T, what what it was the the bit that people did with the error in his last name, Tat E fifteen Tat T fifteen or something good. like that. That's basically. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, whatever that was, or T3, or I forgot what it was. Um, I was just like, all right, relax, everybody, relax. Just stop it. This is it's it's almost like the the energy of a Miller Thomas hot <laughs> okay. take, but like the ener- the the Miller Thomas hot take at least makes Thank sense. You. you know what I'm saying? That. Like that's that's the different. It's, it has the energy where you log on sometimes, <laughs> and everyone, please go follow him. If you're watching the YouTube, there's a thing in the um 
on the video where you can see where to follow him at creator Thomas 24. Please follow him because there's something hilarious about Millard and his icon. <laughs> I've been trying to like really like follow this down for a while. It's just you like like a regular smile with a white background, like a, like a headshot yeah. photo. And for him to go on there sometimes, it's just slander a player with a period at the end. There's something that makes it a thousand times funnier seeing just a pretty, just a regular headshot and this guy being like, I've seen enough. Mike Trout doesn't deserve to be <laughs> talked about or whatever. Or like, I've seen enough. Um, <laughs> for you, Darvish is a fraud or something like that. Like, there's something funny about it behind your icon. But yeah, um, it's just it's just good times, man. Whatever. What other hot takes have you had recently? Uh, I don't think I've had really too many recently. I mean, Mike Trout. You, you still yeah, cooking like the Trout's stew? Been, been out you're for still, months now. Like, there's nothing to say about yeah, him. Yeah, you can't and say I anything. And look, I don't even have a, a thing against Mike Trout. When he's balling, he's balling. No, I'll say he's balling. But there might be some other mm-hmm. guys in baseball that would take over him when he's not balling. But we're not here to talk. Uh, we're not here to talk Mike Trout. We're here to talk about your collapse, Javi. We, let's get back on track and talk about <laughs> I tried to. Sorry, listeners. I tried to veer off and get away for a time. Don't worry. I'll ask Millard hey. one general baseball question at least. Yeah, and if, Tat, if uh, Mike Trout was playing right now, you, you could definitely bet on me having a hot take uh, with Mike Trout. For a second there, I thought we had a bet online ad. I was going to transition into that. And then I double checked the, the sheet. We don't have a bet online ad uh, for tomorrow. So I just uh, scrapped my... I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I think we do. do we? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I think so, we do, man. yeah. If you want to bet on someone <laughs> to have a hot take on Mike Trout, you bet on me. And the best place to place the best place to place your bets is BetOnline.ag because guess what? The football season is back, and all the teams are back on the gridiron for another season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And Javi, that's not the only one we got today because I, I want to mm. tell you about something, Javi, because today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings nice. your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you won't have, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Oh, yeah. Love the little dance. Oh, yeah. Direct TV. Get my package. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <laughs> Maybe they can let you watch Rick and Morty. Hey. I see your poster. Yeah, behind I'm gonna, there. When he moved to hey. YouTube, I'm probably going to have to put some more sporty things behind me. I love Rick and Morty, but I, I want to make it a little bit more sports centric, mm-hmm. you know, make it a little bit more professional. Hey. Do what you got to do, man. You do what you got to do. But uh, yeah, man, keep keep peppering me with these these Padres questions, I guess, because it, it's it's all fair game because hey, I've talked a bit of smack before. We've had our crossovers in the past. So, hey, and I'm not going to be that person who's like, oh, yeah, well, look at your team. No, like, please slander my team. I, we're, we, I think Padres fans would say the same thing. Like, just just slander us. Be creative mm-hmm. about it. 
don't just say Padres stink. Be like really fun about it. And I think that's what we're, yeah. we're in the business of is having fun. I'm hoping sometimes. this could be like a therapeutic session for you, Javi, just to let out those mm-hmm. demons. You've been maybe building up some anxiety with the team, maybe some just some issues that have been troubling you for the past few months. You know, all, all the investments you've had yeah. in this team from the start of the season, they roped you in that first half. They looked amazing. Then they're going to do this. I grew up a Red Sox fan. I, I've experienced the collapse firsthand i think it was 2011 i don't even remember the year because i just completely erased that epic collapse that the red sox had years ago from my memory so i know what you're feeling Mm -hmm. from a fan standpoint but the d-backs are also uh, fighting for the number one pick don't forget so uh, we know misery this season Mm -hmm. uh but i think i think i'd rather be in your spot and feel know what it feels like to go through a collapse as opposed to being out yeah. 50 games into the season. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, such, that's such a great point though, right? Like at least, you know, we're, we're being melodramatic as Padres fans, but there's still stuff to, I guess, be excited about, right? Like you still have the most exciting player in baseball on your team. You still have Manny Machado. And look, one of the points I've been making on my pod is look, if there's one thing about AJ Preller, who I pulled a U the other day and put my graphic as AJ Preller a fraud in question marks, <laughs> just because I don't know, I was in the mood to be weird or whatever. And I, I, my thing is, no, he's still like a top level executive based on a lot of the great moves he's made. But I'm curious if, like 2015, right, the Padres made all these trades for Myers, for Matt Kemp, for Justin Upton, for Craig Kimbrell, all these guys, right? And that team was just kind of like, oh, yeah, you can't build this like a fancy uh, fancy baseball team, right? And it didn't work. So then he – but he reset very well, including the famous James Shields trade, right? So he's shown the ability to be able to hard reset when things aren't going right, right? So I'm wondering, is this offseason that possible? Will he retool the farm system? Will he give up whatever it takes to get Eric Hosmer off the team, which personally I suspect is going to happen. I think that after your name is in trade rumors like that, the way the whole thing was kind of breaking down around the deadline, it just feels like at this point it has to be best for both parties if they depart because a player doesn't want to stay with a team that the GM is actively trying to trade him away from and the GM doesn't want him. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, a dicey thing. So I would I would say it's more likely than not that Eric Hosmer gets a dealt this offseason to who I don't know. And for what Lord, I have no idea, right? Like that's, that's going to be like a whole, a whole another can of worms. But I'm also wondering Millard to, to stave off just because this is, this is the YouTube version of the show that people are going to see on my YouTube channel uh, before we get more into Padres <laughs> stuff. I want to ask you a question I've been asking everybody lately, which is teams that are out of contention right now. Right? Like everyone's, you know, the Dimebacks been out of contention for a minute. Uh, <laughs> for a very long time. They had that one. Did you? No, it was the Orioles. The Orioles are the ones that had like the 18 game losing streak. We I had think, the right? longest road losing streak in MLB history. That's right. Orioles had the just yeah. in general losing streak. You guys had the longest road. Okay. So you guys had that. That was historic. I remember you tweeting about it, like hoping for history practically. You were just like, ah, screw it. Let's see what happens. At least it'll make for a fun pod. I'm wondering though, what are you rooting for in the playoffs? Because at this point, I think it's fair. I don't think anyone's going to get mad at me saying Padres are out of it probably too. Dimebacks we know are. I'm wondering who is the team that you're kind of going to be following or you're interested in for the postseason as someone who covers a team that really isn't. Yeah, that's easy for me because I didn't actually grow up a D-backs fan. Uh, Shocking news to some people who might listen to the pod, or maybe not. They're like, this guy doesn't know any history about the team. But I didn't grow up a D-backs fan. Growing up in New Jersey, you would have thought I grew up a Yankees fan, but I actually hated the Yankees. I grew up a Red Sox fan. So I'm going to be watching the Red Sox 
a lot in the postseason. I'm going to hope they crush the Yankees. I'm hoping they – well, I actually don't hope. I, I don't even want the Yankees to <laughs> make the playoffs. So I don't want to see them in a wild card team. I would rather see the Blue Jays. And because if the Blue Jays do beat the Red Sox in a wild card team or in a wild card game, that would be a lot more manageable to – uh, take in than if the uh, Yankees beat the Red Sox in, in a wild card game. That would just be devastating to the soul. So the Red Sox are definitely the team I'm going to be watching in the postseason. I want to see Chris Sale. I love a lot of their offensive players from JD, Verdugo. Devers is like one of my favorite players in baseball, Bogarts too. So the Red Sox are definitely the team I'm going to be watching uh, in the postseason. And how about you? I guess that you've had some time to think now about what team you want to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, of course I want the, the Red Sox to lose, as always. I, of course, want them to lose. So I disagree <laughs> with you there. And look, the cliche answer, which I talked about, I'm, or at least I'm going to be talking about in my episode, the cliche, the cliche answer for Padres fans is to be like, anyone who plays the Dodgers, that's who I'm rooting for. Okay, so obviously that's one for me, right? Uh, like, for sure, 100%. I would love nothing more than 40-year-old Wainwright to beat, you know, Matt, like a game where Max Scherzer does well, but they they pitch each other perfectly, and then your boy yes. Clayton Kershaw comes in. There he is. That's there it is. Take. The thing we both Kershaw on. back to being a scrub <laughs> in the postseason, baby. <laughs> so maybe he comes in, gives up the run, and this legendary Dodgers team goes out of the hole. I won't be like mean about it because the Dodgers fans will probably murder me on Twitter if me the Padres guy starts getting. Oh, you didn't even make the put. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be like just enjoying it yeah. from afar. It's one of those things where I won't even have to say anything. You know, when like you win so well, you genuinely don't have to say anything. That would, that would be what happens for me. If the, if the Dodgers get bounced potentially in a wildcard game. So that'd be fun. But my team is the white Sox, man. Um, I think the white Sox are just the most swag team in baseball. I think that Tim Anderson rules on a variety of lever- levels, aside from just his abilities as a player, Luis Robert Grandal. And honestly, there's kind of a chaoticness to Tony Larusa this year that maybe it's been okay for them. I mean, maybe he's turned some people around. I still don't think he deserved the job in the first place. I think there's a bunch of reasons why he didn't. I think he's a, a bit of a jerk, um, especially, but you know, he is a hall of fame guy. So at least, you know, you look at other teams in the league. Here's what I will say about Tony Russa. As someone who's on the East Coast all the time and has a bunch of Yankee games on and Mets games on, at least Tony Larusa is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, at least he's kind of interesting to see. Just as, you know, we're both fans of stories. I never know if that guy's going to get out of podium and just say something crazy. <laughs> like, we just don't know. So it's kind of entertaining from that perspective. While Aaron Boone's like, uh, you know, you know, guys battled out there. Hey, my manager, Jay Singler, who I think might get fired, I don't have an opinion on really whether or not he should. I think it's a sacrificial lamb thing, but you know, he's just, yeah, I think, I think my, my guys battled out there. You know what I mean? I think they battled and I think they went after it. And unfortunately it didn't break down for us today, but you got to get back to it tomorrow and continue to battle. That's what it's all about. I just like, I swear it's the same thing. Like every game when they went like, Oh, for 15 and struck out 10 times for like the eighth game in a row. Right. Like it's just saying the same thing. So that it's, it, it can be rough, but I just think the white Sox, man, so many fun players on that team, guys. I like personalities that I love and adore and a genuine, kind of top to bottom complete team you know what i mean they've got the triple relievers of death with craig kimbrell liam Hendricks, michael kopek they've got those guys you've got tim anderson you got Moncada, who's I, th- I actually think is an underrated player now at this point of his career just because he doesn't hit you know 50 bombs a year i think he's solid very solid player on this team you got luis robert you got um yasmani grandal you got giolito you got all these there's just so many different players on the team that are just it's easy to root for and they haven't been good for a while so i'm kind of happy that it's worked out for them really well especially because they gave us tatis so i'm of course <laughs> gonna be rooting i wish them nothing but the best you know what i mean i give, i wish the 
the White Sox not. No, I probably one. agree. I mean, if it if the Red Sox didn't make the postseason, they're probably my AL team to watch the most because I I do love the White Sox as well. I mean, they gave the Red Sox Chris Sale, which was a pretty big move for them. He, he's their ace now, so that definitely helped them out a lot. Jose Abreu has been on my fantasy team the whole season, just like you, Javi. I am also <laughs> in the fantasy championship for my baseball league. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm, I'm down a little bit right now. Couple winners yeah, right yeah, here. We're talking a couple, you know, potential champions. You know, gotta wait for the week to end. But yeah, a couple potential champions. But I don't have as many questions for you uh, as I thought I did, Javi, because I honestly thought you guys were within two games of the wild card. So some of my questions was like, which team are you scared of the most to take your spot? But I guess I'll just change, reframe the question. Since the Padres are based, and also. I was just wondering, just because, you know, we might want to split this up. You know what I'm saying? So would you mind, Millard? I'm just going to let everybody behind the curtain. Part of this is going on YouTube. I'm wondering, Millard, since you want to use part two of this for your podcast, you want to you want to cut it there. Start the wind down for now. And then we we, we continue the questions. What do you All think, right, bud? That works. <laughs> you can wind it down. All right. That, that, that works. All right. So before we wind this uh, part one extravagance of a podcast down, guys, let me just quickly tell you about some more betting stuff, whether you're betting on Millard to win his fancy baseball uh, championship or myself or the Padres or the D-backs to get the number one pick, whatever. It doesn't have to be a total guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts, guys. But speaking of our two respective podcasts, what, Miller, can people look forward to in terms of things for your podcast? Do you have any other things to plug before we wrap this up? Part one down. Yeah, follow me, my personal Twitter. You can see it below right there at creator thomas 24 for my personal account or just look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. I'm hoping to, I'm going to try to hit up most of the NL hosts who are making the postseason try to do a little playoff preview on their teams Javi I thought this was going to be a potential playoff preview until I looked at the wild card standings <laughs> I, I was genuinely shocked about 30 minutes ago when I saw you guys were six games back I really thought it was only like two two and a half so I'm sorry buddy and I'm sending my condolences to you and your team Hey, it happens, man. It happens. Uh, people can look forward to all sorts of things on this podcast. Me being sad, working on a top 10 most tragic moments of the Padres written article for JustBaseball.com, which I contribute to quite a lot. People should check that out. I'm going to be talking about that on the pod at some point. Going to be talking about the offseason and, of course, talking some playoff stuff. I think it'll be fun to actually just from a Padres fan perspective looking at this because I forgot to mention before when we were talking about playoff teams, I didn't grow up a Padres fan either. People probably longtime listeners know this, but I didn't either. Um, but no, I'm not even rooting for the Yankees. I don't really care. I think the Blue Jays are so much more fun than the Yankees yeah. right now. Hey, Yankees, allow facial hair. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. It's so stupid. I hate them so much in their culture. But anyway, uh, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pot that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Himalaya Overcast, wherever. Also, follow Locked On Diamondbacks, which is what on Twitter? Uh, at LO underscore Diamondbacks, I believe. Just type in Locked On Diamondbacks in the little search bar. You'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. it. You'll yeah. find it. You'll, you'll find it. You'll know. You'll, you'll, know. You'll, you'll know. All right. And follow follow Merillard on there at Creator Thomas 24 He's a great follow for all the reasons I detailed before about the, the, the icon that just kills me every time. Um, be sure to do that, guys. And until next time, stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.